Ladies and gentlemen, this is Brother Habib, a.k.a. the Grand Grio in the building. I want to give a big shout out to Poetic Black and Written in Pain. Check out Iron Sharpeth Iron Clubhouse and anywhere else you can tune into and check out poetry at its highest level. What's up, world? It's your girl, Tamika Georgia Me Harper. Whenever I'm on Clubhouse, I'm looking for iron sharpens iron with my man, Poetic Black and Written in Pain. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Or the story, I, I thought the story, I thought it was a good story. I just felt like it was parts of the story that lagged a little bit for me. Your cadence, man, it, it captivated me. It's just the sincerity in the piece, you know, I could feel that. And the emotion is always going with me over when I can feel, when I can feel that it's real, so. It was one of those pieces that, you know, where you're, you're waking, you're waking people up, you know what I'm saying? Bringing awareness. It was an awareness poem. And I really dug it and I really dug the message behind it. Thank y'all very much. I really appreciate it. I appreciate the space. Are you ready to enter the dojo? Here, iron. I am an artist, a griot, a scribe who thrived to thrust his quill in the inkwell of life circumstances. Propel men to change their stances with these stanzas Create a distance between us and them The victims who fell to the wayside Be the reason why we pride ourselves on virtue Rather vanity So define me But you can't confine me to these margins My sentiment exceeds your limitations You can't muzzle my pen Or begin to tame my ink I think free. I believe in the concept that suggests we can be better. There's a name for us. Some call us poets, paper pariahs, ink leeches, gluttons of words. I've heard them all before. But I swore my allegiance to this craft, carved my path in these pages, steadfast, a steadfast wordsmith, carrying my words through the ages. Spitting similes, demonstrating our likeness to greatness, the artification, the station where prose meet purpose, producing paragraphs conducive to conscious constructions, the destruction of the meaning depictions of our worth. We birthed a revolution, an entire militia of gifted pens with the intention to strengthen our resolve to stay out of bullpen and prisons. 
a grassroots group of griots crafting diction to its rightful position, scripted in the trenches, printed on project buildings like hieroglyphics. We speak fluent metaphor, versed in syntax, equipped with platinum bics to reflect the exact sentiment of our conditions. Written in a poetic rendition, the artification. The dedication to written words heard from all ages, transcending stages and microphones, but latent grained in our skin tone. So we wear our prose like Gucci, but with way more swag, not intending to brag, but to pass passion and a pinch of pride in harvesting our craft. So go ahead and laugh. We know who we are and our art defines us. That's why you find us sincere in our aim. The artification, the summation of a nation of scribes prided on one premise, our extreme love for words. I, I am an artist. Silence. Yet inside my mind's eye, I scream reams, wishing I had no shoulders, eyes closed, trapped in the asylum of memories. I remember cancers to the soul, these persons, places, and things I hold. And it makes holes. I attempt to fill those for myself and, well, the others, I suppose, it's painful. When a heart beats too big for a chest to hold, paper's my mirror. So I write it all down to see my ugly parts clearer. It keeps me, it keeps me within the margins. But you know, sometimes Sometimes life gets out of whack. But I could keep my lines aligned, straight. I mean, what if one could really, what if one could really right their wrongs and the crowd could cheer all along? What if my persistence can be a prose Ink is my blood, paper my skin, my muse, the same pain I was written in. Walk with me through the museum of imperfections. I am often awed by the flawed. Maybe my addiction has no prescription, so I OD on pain till I nod, cursing God, snorting lines till I'm full of myself. Looking for lovers to wallow with, foolish me. Perception is the jester. Trust to me as a child molester, so don't listen to me. Ain't nothing pretty here. The beauty is in my art. Cause, cause it came from what's left of my heart. That was written in pain. Shit like that, shit like that, shit like that, shit like that.
Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of Iron Sharpeth Iron. I'm Poetic Black. Written in pain, are you in the building? Yes, sir, I am. What's going on, bro? What, what's good, B? I was on the wrong sound pad there. I was about to give you a five-part harmony, bro. <laughs> I wouldn't have been mad at you. I was about to give you a five-part harmony. I was on the wrong sound pad. But uh, what's good, King? What's good with you, man? man? How your week been, man? Man, it's been pretty good, man. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to navigate through it, man. But uh, listen, we here, man. Yo, listen, man. They tried to... They tried to flood New Jersey off the map today, but we here. <laughs> they they tried to get New York about a week ago. You know what I'm saying? Last week it was crazy, man. It was crazy, man. It was crazy last Friday, man. It was crazy. But uh yeah, man. Uh we got a lot of things going on, man. Uh what we doing tomorrow, bro? Tomorrow we doing how many mics? But before we get into that, I'm mm-hmm. gonna talk about, you know, I've been, you know, you know. Everybody else don't know that I've been really talking a lot about them arresting Keefe D because that's, you know, that's big news. It um, is. For those of y'all who don't know, Keefe D was arrested and charged with the murder of Tupac Shakur this week. And, you know, like I've been saying, if you're part of the hip hop community and if you really, you know, been having your ear to the streets, especially when it comes to this case, um, Keefe D's kind of been admitting that. <laughs> he had a lot to do with the murder of Tupac Shakur for over a decade. Not only has he, has he been saying it, but uh, he's also implemented uh, Sean P. Diddy Combs on many occasions. So, um, mm. you know, this this murder of this high-profile individual was in the cold case files for a long time. So um, they, they just arrested and charged... Uh, Keefe D with Tupac's murder, and I just feel like it's gonna get interesting from here, bro. Yeah, I, I feel it because I seen the I seen the meme because I I seen these joints. He was doing these interviews with all these different people, and um, one dude asked him. He said, "Uh, Mike Tyson would 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 love to have five minutes in a in a room, you know, what I'm saying with Tupac's murderer." And this dude said. Mike Tyson better leave me the fuck alone. He said, because they ain't going to take me one shot. That's it. You better leave me alone. You ain't no gangster. Ah. And then I was like, they, then they, they clipped it and they went to that song. Stupid. You know the song. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, man, this dude is crazy, man. He been like really dry snitching on himself. For years. Yeah, um, about a month ago. Because like I said, man, um, and especially in Vegas and L.A. and the, the people in the know of that of those things, man, everybody knew who killed Tupac in the streets, right? Mm. It was just one of those things. Um, Keefe D, again, in the streets have been saying that he had the gun that killed Tupac. Yep. And this was a known thing. Just about a month ago, the police raided his house, and they got the gun. They got the murder weapon that killed Tupac. And like, like I said, if you've been paying attention, man, anywhere from Vlad TV, there was even a documentary called um, Rap Murders. And like I said, Keefe D has been talking about his involvement with Tupac's murder for years. Uh, he's been implementing 
Sean Diddy Combs as the person who hired him to kill Tupac for years. And this all coming to a head now, I'm just finding that very interesting because none of this is really new information. The police are just acting on it now. And I'm just curious as to where this all leads. I'm going to land on this. Um, About a month ago, Ciroc and P. Diddy had a falling out. Um... P. Diddy was very unhappy with the situation he was having with Ciroc. And so him and Ciroc parted ways, and Diddy intended on starting his own, or he's looking for people to help him start his own independent liquor. I don't know if you guys know this about the entertainment industry, but I'm going to say this. Whenever an artist or a person in the entertainment industry fights against a machine or goes against a machine, whether it's they're looking for more money or their masters or anything mm-hmm. like that, you're going to see that artist fall into some kind of legal trouble or have some kind of problems with their career. So I just find what I find coincidental is that not too long after Sean Combs has problems with Surratt, that all of a sudden now Keefe D gets arrested for killing Tupac. And Keefe D for years has been saying, did he hire him for $1 million to kill Tupac? So and you know he's going to make a deal. You know he's going to rat. He been ratting on himself for years, so you know he gonna rat on 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 Diddy. It's just a matter of time, man. It's just a matter of time, you know. So, yeah, this is gonna get interesting. So that that's pretty much what I've been paying attention to this week, bro. Um, how many mics will be uh on air tomorrow at seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time? We are doing Shah Rock, Sharecropper's Daughter album, which I feel like is 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 one of the dope. Uh, albums put out by a female MC and it's one of the dopest albums period it's just a classic album um so if you listen to the album if you didn't listen to the album come through and listen to black and china um not know what they talk about uh, here we go with this nonsense man here we go with this nonsense uh i want to let everybody know that we in the background man we in we in the production we in the pilot phase of a brand new uh station a brand new show uh, it's called R&B Through Z's. It's been off from How Many Mics, where we review R&B albums. You know what I'm saying? You so don't want to you 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 so they claim. you don't want to be claim <laughs> yeah. That, they that's our that claim. R&B and, and, and How Many Mics also claims that they rate hip hop albums. You know, but uh, if you've been following How Many Mics, you know we had a couple of slip ups. We had Whoa, a couple of slip ups. We, we had a couple right of slip ups. Oh, right <laughs> first, first of all, How Many Mics has established itself already <laughs> in the hip hop community, all right? Before R&B through Z even dropped their first show, you already coming for the ghost. I'm not coming for y'all. I'm not coming for y'all, man. I'm not coming for y'all. But uh, y'all stay tuned, man. We got some things working on in the background, man. Um, and it's really fun, man. Y'all gonna love it when it come out and when we uh, decide to debut it. But uh, also in, in Clubhouse news, you know, uh, Khadijah, she's doing her second annual Curls and Convo Natural Hair Summit. And uh, from what I hear from the last year, this was an epic event. Uh, she gave us the hookup. She gave us the hookup with Iron Sharpeth Iron. And the link that I got posted up at the top, the link I have posted up at the top is the exclusive link that will get you the discount on the tickets. This is going to be a Zoom event. It's going to be a dynamic event. 
You know, it's all types of things happening. You're going to have singing. You're going to have singing about uh, empowerment. You know, there's going to be swag bag giveaways. You know, there's going to be some testimonials, you know. Um, and this is definitely for the sisters, man. The sisters who find it um, hard to uh, wade through all of the constant, you know, aggression towards them for the way that their hair grow out of their heads. You know, is uh is something that black women go through a lot in the work in the workplace, just being discriminated against. Oh yeah, your hair is unkempt, your hair is unruly, and uh you gotta press it down. And a lot of our sisters have been getting scars, chemical burns from this chemical processing that we putting in our hair in an attempt to adapt or to fit in or to be more social or whatever the or whatever the reasons may be. But uh, this is one of those events that speaks to that. So uh, I think it's a dope event, man. I'm definitely going to be in the building. I bought my ticket already. And uh, I hope you guys also, man, go join join that. Uh, get get your tickets and uh, be in the building for that. Support our sisters, man. For real, for real. But uh, all right. With all that being said, with all that being said, are we ready for some poetry, my brother? Indeed we are, bro. I'm ready when you're ready. All right, I'm definitely ready. I'm definitely ready. I see. I see. We got China on the stage, so I guess China. Yeah, we got some shit going on. We got some. We got some technical difficulties going on. But unless China want to spit something, yeah, because that's, like. that's, yeah, that's, that's what it seemed like. That's what. That's what it seemed like. I'll give you the proper introduction you deserve. Compo is in the building. You know what I'm saying? Let it be known. What's going on? What we doing? But all right, so who we got first in the chat? If you if you guys don't know, if you want to get on the stage, you know, only thing you got to do is type iron in the chat, type iron in the chat, and we'll put you in the queue. You would definitely hit the stage. So who we got first on the mic, bro? Hold on. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, okay, my fault. Oh, see, I was ready. I didn't even know I was ready. First on the mic. <laughs> Speaking of R and B through Z, okay, it's Candy with the T. Candy B with the T. Bring on Candy on up to the stage. <laughs> You're rocking with the best, Candy Baby. It's Candy Baby with the R and B T. That's all y'all get. Y'all ain't getting oh, all the exclusives. Y'all ain't getting all the exclusives. Y'all ain't getting all the exclusives. Y'all ain't getting all the exclusives. <laughs> what it do, Candy B? What's good with you? What's up, Poetic Black? How you doing? R&B A through Z in the building. What's going on? That's what I'm talking about. I'm loving the PTR too, man. Who's that? Ice Spice? Who is that? <laughs> Um, I think that's Keisha Cole. That's my. Oh, that's Keisha like that. That's whoa. Whoa. Where have I been? I need that gift. Where have I been? You need a better look at that gift. You need a better look at that. Oh, my goodness. I need to see that again. Yeah, the Keisha fine as hell. How y'all doing? Happy Saturday. Oh, happy Saturday, man. We having a happy Saturday. You up in the building. Smelling good, looking good, feeling good. You know what I'm saying? Everything yes. good. You know everything good. You dig? Um, I'm not gonna take too much time. I I have not written a new piece, so I'm looking at some old pieces. Um, 
And I'm going to read an old piece called Love. Oh, I love it's Love. A very old piece. It's a very old piece of mine. All right, the stage is yours, Queen. You got it. Last night I discovered love. A love like I never felt before. The kind they sing about in love songs. The kind I could feel deep in my soul. Last night I discovered love. You know that high school giddy girl feeling that make me smile from the smile of you. Stomach butterflies, chills down my spine. I'll ignore our differences since our souls intertwine. That dim my light so you can shine. That type of love. Last night I discovered love that I forgive you even though you're wrong and I'm right. Flowers, candy, dancing, romancing. Flowers by bubble. Followed by bubble baths, by candlelight. Let my hair down, be loose, be free, be me. Make love to my mind, serenade me with words of wisdom. Teach me, lead me, feed me spiritually. Yeah, that type of love. Last night I discovered love in the most unlikely place during the least typical moment. Moonlit darkness, walking sandy paths. Footprints leading to waterfalls as time stopped. I discovered the face of love and the reflection was mine. Candy baby. Shit like that, shit like that, shit like that. Yonder Monko, Monko. Fire. Fire. Off rip the sentiment of love. I'm I'm in tune. I'm in tune. And the greatest aspect of love is in my opinion, my humble opinion is self-love because if you don't have self-love, it's impossible for you to expend this, this emotion to anyone else. If you don't have that love for yourself. And a lot of times we forget that. That's why a lot of us, we find ourselves in relationships, whereas it's based on infatuation or obsession or anything else other than love, because love always comes back. Love is reciprocal, but you got to be able to, you know, have love, contain love in order to give it. And uh, this this poem speaks to that. Also, the imagery in the last part of this poem, when you're talking about when you was walking on the sandy path and, uh, you know, you found love in the most, you know, unconventional way, you know, untypical way. And um, you found it in a reflection of yourself. I think that's powerful. I think it's powerful. I thought the poem was dope. It was very heartfelt and it was motivational. Great job. What you thought about it, Payne? Um, I like this poem a lot. Um, I like the fact that you were kind of speaking, you were kind of speaking about yourself. This poem reminded me of a Prince song. Prince has a song called Cream. I don't know how many people are familiar with this record. Mm-hmm. But Prince has a song called Cream. And um, in this song, Prince is talking about himself. In fact, he says that uh, he was motivated to write Cream because he was looking in the mirror. So that's what this poem, <laughs> that's where, that's kind of where this poem <laughs> took me. Uh, in the, you know, uh, in this, in, in, by the time you finished it, I was just like, oh man, this was like, uh, this was creamish. That's a word. Don't lick him Thank in his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. 
Thank you, Candy Baby. I'm glad it was creamy. I try to keep it kind of creamy. Oh, man. (laughs) 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 I did write this um, uh, as a reflection after looking in the mirror, Mm. trying to find me. So I appreciate it. Appreciate it, you guys. See you next Saturday. Most deaf, most deaf, Queen. Most deaf. Oh, man. I love it when we said it. I'm going to tell you, too. Don't be afraid to tell Black when the (laughs) album y'all doing is really. Hip hop, right? <laughs> Don't be afraid. Be stop. like, yo, bro, what is this? Stop is it. This? Stop it. Right. Stop it. Five. <laughs> Moo Moo Fresh. <laughs> yo, 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 I can't let you come for my people like that, man. You know what I'm saying? We all for one over here. How many mics? Moo Moo uh, Fresh hip hop. Oh, wow. man. Yeah, wow. man. Wow. She came up. Wow. I'm done. <laughs> you know how we do, man. All right, man. We just set it off proper like. The juices are flowing. Poetry is in the air. Who we got next on the mic, bro? You on Next on the mic. Right. I ain't on mute. Relax, man. It, it, Come it on, man. It seems like it, bro. You, I, I'm doing things. I'm, I'm doing things. I'm, I'm doing things. <laughs> I'm doing trying to get you see your pauses, man. I'm trying to time them. Yeah. <laughs> I've been yeah. off a little bit. <laughs> Usually I time them just right. <laughs> hey, man. Oh, man. It's going to be a long night. Next on the mic is my tie. Oh, let's bring the queen on up to the stage. <laughs> bring my tie on up to the stage. Hey, my tie. What's going on with you? Hello, Kings. How y'all doing tonight? Um, oh, beautiful, great, man. We good. Great. We good. We good. My time. What you got I'm going for up. us today? So I have a little piece that I wrote out of the blue. <laughs> it started as a Facebook post, and I was like, I need to put these people all up in my business. I was like, I'm just gonna turn it into a poem. So I did that. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and it's 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 <laughs> it's called the dangling carrot. The dangling carrot. I like the concept already. That 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 title just went through my head, man. The dangling carrot. There's mad prompts you can write from that. But go ahead, Queen. The stage is yours. I spent the last eight years of my life trying to make someone love me that never wanted to love me. I used to cry asking God to make him love me. Make him come to the realization that I am a good woman, that I can love him better than any other. But he never did. He always chose other women over me. And every time I ask myself, why am I not good enough? Why won't he love me? What's wrong with me? But the thing is, there was nothing wrong with me. I was good enough. I was always the better option. However, he wasn't the one for me. He wasn't good enough for me. No matter how good the sex was, he wasn't for me. And I've been, I've been seen it. I chose to ignore it because for some reason, I had this false hope. This false hope that one day at any moment, he would love me all of a sudden. He would see my worth all of a sudden. After eight years, I believe he actually started to see me. But in reality, he wanted me to think that so I wouldn't let go. But today, I let go. I let him go. The love I had for him, I let go. The hope I have for us, I let it go and it hurts. 
but I'm so relieved. I released him. May God bless me with the man who sees me immediately, who loves and cherishes me for the blessing I truly am. I see me now. I see my worth. I don't deserve the hurt. I don't deserve the dangling care that he was hauling in my face for the last eight years. Because someone's going to give me an entire garden to harvest for many seasons. And I'm joyous I never bit that carrot for many reasons. Thank you, God. You told me he wasn't the one, and I just didn't, I didn't believe it. He showed me he wasn't the one, and I just didn't want to see it. But now I see it, and I released the feelings I had on repeat for him. And for the last and final time, I had to unfriend, block, and delete him and his rotted carrot. Can't believe I begged this nigga for marriage. But he was playing hacky sack with my hearts, putting tears in it. I was in love with him. And he was in love with my body. At the time I met him, we wasn't using the word toxic. And I was young, dumb, letting him feel me would come, so I wasn't using my knowledge. I wasted prayers on this nigga. I know God was like, I'm not even about to play with you right now. I laughed because I so desperately wanted him. But he just desperately wanted to have sex with me. That nigga was borderline obsessed with me. Not me, but my body. This nigga made me his hobby. Never again will I be his bike where he pick and choose to ride me until my tires are tired. And now I'm done following his trail. I'm done putting myself through hell. I no longer want the carrot. It is now stale. Peace. Shit like that. Shit like that. Shit like that. Shit like that. <laughs> Oh man, we got to talk about this right here, man. This was, ah, you know, you know, one of those poems that hit different because you've experienced it. I've been on the, I've been on the, the opposite side of that. I've been on the opposite side of that. Whereas, you know, in a relationship. I know that it's not going nowhere, but at the same time, not wanting to let her go, not wanting to like, uh, you know, either, either you're going to commit or not. And I've been in my younger years, I've been, I've been a, a perpetrator of that, you know? And, um, for me, it was the, you know, you're young, you're ripping and running around, you exploring options and things of that nature. You don't want to settle down. And um, I'm a Sag. So it, it hit different. But there's so many things that you were saying in this poem, man, that was just it was just hitting, hitting me right in the heart. Hit me right in the heart because, you know, no one deserves that. You know, and a lot of times in our youth and the hastiness of our youth, we, uh, we hurt people inadvertently. And, uh, you know, it may not be the intention for some people, but for some people it's deliberate. You know, they know the position they got a person in, whether they got them digmatized or, you know, they they they, they, they just so enwrapped up into them that they know they're not going nowhere. <clears throat> and you got people who prey on that. But uh, in this poem right here, it was the self-revelation, you know, that that hit for me that you woke up. And I'm not going to continue to go in this cycle. And I thought it was just it was just awe inspiring you know, to hear that, man. It was a powerful poem. Uh, Life Jennings got a got a song. I can't remember the name of it. But he was talking 
about this same thing. Like, you know, if you ain't going to love her, let her go. Like, let her go. You know what I'm saying? You know you don't got no good intentions for her. You know you ain't you don't want to be with her or whatever the case may be, but you're sitting there playing with her heart. And um, it hits. It hits, you know, but uh, I thought this was a, a great poem. I thought it was heartfelt, and um, it was motivational, you know, for individuals who, who've done that, for you to explain it and articulate it in this piece, you know, to give individuals who are doing that something to think about. And women who are going through that, something to think about. That it is light at the end of the tunnel. I thought you did a great job, Mata. I really enjoyed that. Payne, what you thought about it, bro? Sometimes people don't want to let you go because they fear that you might be happy elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And that's the twisted sick part about it right sometimes people won't relinquish you just for fear that you might actually get out of this cipher of toxicity that you in with them sometimes people get addicted to that toxicity right sometimes it, it has become normalized to the point that they have convinced themselves that all of that is part of the part of the loving process that that me whether it be obsessive or whatever it is sometimes people confuse intensity passion even lust for love so i really appreciated the insight that this poem um had on that because it's a real thing and i really do understand the fact that some people are just so twisted enough that they don't want to see you in a better situation than the one you're in, especially if they know that you're capable of obtaining that, or especially if they know that you're capable, because they know when you're capable of doing better, and they don't want that for you. So mm. um, I dug this piece. I, I really did my time, and um, thank you for sharing it. Well, thank you for the space on the stage. I appreciate it. Most definite, Queen, most definite. All right, Payne, what's going on with the stage, man? What's going on with the stage? The stage manager, the person who make the room to make sure certain things don't happen once the room is made. I don't make the room, so therefore the room has rules and regulations not applied by the room maker. Now, what I'm saying is this: on. how how is people coming on the stage? Because the person if I'm not inviting the room, them, didn't make the room so that they could not. That's why. What you mean the room, the room? I'm looking at the room right now. You just can't come on the stage. Yes, you can. What Obviously, you, that's what's happening. Nobody pulled my. I'm not. First of all, I'm not even modded. Okay, let's deal with that first. Oh, I thought I'm I modded, modded you. I thought I modded it's, you. It's, yeah, it's letting people just unmic. I was just showing y'all that's what happened. So oh, y'all do is unmic. You come on stage. All right. Can, can so, please everybody okay. else go off the stage until we call until we call um call you up to the stage. Everybody on the stage, can you put yourself back down? Because this is something I can't control. It used to be. When you made the room, now, you had to you invite the people. Room, you could. We'll talk. Yeah, let me know if they get, if there's a way you can do that because I don't know because I'm just doing it the, the the way I've been doing it, and uh, I've never had that problem before. You know, people just coming up on the stage, but uh, but yeah, can you please move back down to the stage and we will bring you back up. If you, you know, what I'm saying, if you don't know how, do you know how to move people back down? Do can you can we inform them how to get back down? If they nobody knows how to do that shit, I don't know how. 
<clears throat> anybody know how to do that? Can y'all put it in the chat? Post it in the chat. But uh, yeah, I thought I modded you earlier, but I, I guess uh, I didn't press the button. All right, I still ain't modded. You are modded. You still oh, not yeah. modded? Yeah, I am. I see now. All right, yeah, you got your glasses on now. Okay, I see. Geritol oh, kicking in. All right, bro. Who we got next? I've been looking for this. Is <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. It's about to get spicy. It's about to get spicy. All right, who who we got? Who we got, man? Because I know I know you issued out. You know what I'm saying? Some things again. You know what I'm saying? You doing your written and painting, and uh, yeah, you know that's that's that. That's that's what's about to go yeah. down. Nah, no, no. All but right. I'm, I'm, I was, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to this. Okay. Next on the mic is our brother Lost in Queens. Oh, let's go, let's go. That's what I'm talking about. I didn't even see bro on the stage. New York in the building. What's good, bro? Yo, what's going on, y'all? Can y'all hear me? All right. Yeah, man, we can hear you perfect, man. Loud and clear, King. Nice, nice. How y'all? Man, we're good, man. We're good, bro. That's what I'm talking about, man. Some New York vernacular. You know what I'm saying? Can't get enough of it. Let's go. Fact, fact. Rob, you know me. I'm going to jump into it. I don't want to ham. Do what you do. Tongue calligraphy, recite lung agony, perception of depression, but I party hardy like my prodigal son, writer's block. Stuck on the vision of rhythm spills from uncanny incisions. So if I write in cursive, it's about crooked decisions that took me straight to her. So you wouldn't believe how a potent voice has no self-esteem. I mean, I used to dream how she would be all I need, but her pedestal love has an assassin creed. Kill you and hide if you didn't provide the right supply. Look at me, champion of the spelling bee, because I convinced the judges that you and I spells emotional discourse. Relationship loss can't find my heart since I opened my chest and presented her to family crest. Proposed twice and attempted my life because she held my heart and said it wasn't enough. I have a hard time recalling her hurt, but she knows mine and admits it fine, but I'm addicted to her lines. Trust me. Trust me, I hurt you, but trust, I'll show you different than ignore my pleas of how she's what I need. Thought on this paper, I would find the keys, breathing life in the lines, but y'all keep saying I'm killing shit. They say I got a deadly pen. Funny, I ain't used one in a while. Really, it's kind of wild. Y'all fucking with a two-year-old rhyme book. Y'all disgust me pedophiles oh i think i got it now pages robbed of the innocence bearing the scars of my pain are only meant to entertain cries for help should be kept to self better yet on the shelf next to a quran i'm scared to read because how it steams when i say that i'm in need nigga please my dreams tell me what i need a kick to the knees not to step back in the casket guess i'll always be six feet never would i have guessed love was a drug till i was here scratching at a relationship in the dark depths of addiction for her it was drinking for me it was her I used to get encouraging words and now my family just calls me absurd because I'm the only one who can stop my pain. But that's insane because she's my change. Four quarters, not impressed by my worth, but when I don't have it is when the relationship hurts. So how does it work when her heart and a purse and my pride in a verse want my face on a shirt? R.I.P. Albatross. You were sinister as Viacom, scripting flesh inscriptions of who meant more when they did less. I did my best. Screenplay of my owners, co-written by exes I never met. Quiet on the set as my pen films the rehearsing of commitment proposals, only to suspect that they're still casting calls because I 
I can't do it all. Starring as the supporting role and not being listed in the closing credits. Gun at my temple, if it clicks, I have my final edits. Imagine watching my story on Netflix. Could you still chill if sex was an ill will? That taught you Kill Bill was whistled by Emmett Till while selling you the Matrix pills? Fuck it. I'll be honest. This is supposed to be a beautifully written sonnet about pen tricks as formidable as Hancock's. But my mind locked on how I use permanent ink to detail a failing link. So may this paper live longer than me and my pain reflect the beauty of calligraphy. Shit like that, shit like that, shit like that, shit like that. Wow. Wow. Tongue calligraphy. What's the name of this piece? Oh, uh, Painful Penmanship. My bad, I had muted myself again. Painful Penmanship. Painful Penmanship. Wow. Uh, yeah, this was painful. You know I'm man. feeling that title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you are, man. <laughs> I know you are, man. <laughs> Damn, bro. The tongue calligraphy line just woke me up. That woke me up. I was like, wow. You said, if it clicks, I'll have my final edit. It was so much shit in this, in this right here, man. It was just so much. It's hard to keep up with. I think he said, I breathe, li- I breathe life into my lines, but y'all, they say I'm killing shit. Shit. Word. He was like, what was the pedophile line? He's, he, the, the, uh, the, what was that pedophile line? Uh, y'all keep saying, yeah, but y'all keep saying I'm killing shit. They say I got a deadly pen. Funny I ain't used one in a while. Um, y'all fucking with a two-year-old rom book. Y'all disgusting. Me. Pedophile. Fuck wow. It. Fuck every time. This guy. This guy. This guy. This yo, I heard. Yo, I heard that. Two-year-old. Yo, 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 I heard. Yo, I heard. I heard that. Line. I was like, what the fuck did he just say? I was like, what? Yo, B. This was epic, man. This was epic. This was epic. This is wordplay at its finest. Uh, this was just a mesh of a whole bunch of different poetry styles. Like tools, poetry tools used in a piece that was flawless, man. This was this this was epic, man. This was epic. Uh, I thought everything about this was fire. From the delivery, cadence. You know the the subject matter, everything, man. Uh, great job, man. Great job, lost, man. Great job, pain. What you thought about it, man? I loved everything about this shit, man. And I'm nominating too. I'm nominating. I'm yeah, nah, nah. This this already won. All right. <laughs> I sat up. I sat up. I sat up, man. And I said, "This guy." I was look when I saw him in the, when I saw you put iron in the chat. I was hyped, man. You did not disappoint with this piece. Shit was dope. The last two lines for me, too. Wait, what did you say? You said something about... What were the last two lines? Man, you said something about pain in your calligraphy. Say the last two lines, bro. So may this paper live longer than me. And my pain reflect the beauty of calligraphy. Mm. Man. My pain reflect the beauty of calligraphy. That that that, that got so many different meanings, bro. Come on, bro. <laughs> That's crazy. Come on, man. That's great. Bro, man, I'm a fan of your work, man. Um, when you come through here, man, I look forward to what you got to share with us, man. I really appreciate how you approach the craft, man. Keep doing what you do. 
Yeah, thank you, man. thank you. I, I appreciate it, man. Like, I, I told you, I'd never let you down again. After that, that slam joint that one Monday morning, when I got like that eight point five. Man, you ain't do. It wasn't even you, man. Yo, don't even, <laughs> don't even carry that, man. That shit was rigged, man. Yeah, don't, man. don't worry about it. <laughs> you know how that go, man. You know how that go. But uh, yeah, bro, man. Yeah, that grill coming around too, man. <laughs> that grill coming around, man. Yeah, man. We got this grand grill competition coming around, bro. I really look forward to uh, seeing you involved in it, man. Uh, and, and keep doing what you do, bro. I'll do my best. Thank you, man. It's peace, love, and always share, man. Thank y'all. Y'all keep me going. Definitely, King, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. You inspirational, brother. Oh, man. We setting this off lovely, B. We setting it off lovely, man. Uh, do we got time? Yes, we got time before we get into the intermission, don't we? Sir, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's keep the stage. Uh, how do you take it, sir? Can somebody put that in the chat? Because the I don't only know. way we know how to do that is you got to leave the room and come back. No, 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 no. Just press, press your profile, press your profile, and it should say "Move back to the audience." There you go. That's how you do it. Just press your profile. Got it. I got that. I got. I got the trick now. Press the profile. It'll say move back to the audience. And that's what you can do. And we can fix that later on pain. I don't know how to do it. You have a rap with me, man. And show me how to do that. But uh, yeah, man, who we got next on the mic, man? I'm ready, bro. Next on the mic is the Meister. Oh, the Meister. Let's bring the queen on up to the stage, man. I love her serene poetry. What's, what you, what's good with you, Queen? What you got for the people tonight? Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I wanted to thank my time again for her recognition because she told me to come in here. She actually texted me and told me that she felt like I should come in here. And I have popped in here a few times, but because I'm new to the poetry community, I didn't understand the way the room works. So I would just always leave because I'm like, all right, I see one person on stage, so maybe it's an interview, and I just didn't know how it works. So... Thank you, Matai, and I like the way your room runs now that I'm here, and I appreciate it. Oh, most definitely, Queen. We're happy, we're happy to have you here. You know, I've heard you on the app, and uh, I, I'm a fan of your work. So what you got tonight? <laughs> this is so surprising to me. People keep telling me that, and it be surprising me. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. I, I appreciate your work as well, to be honest. The poem that I'm doing is called Description of You. And um, I'm going to put the link in it if somebody want to hear the song. Um, it's an artist named Raheem Devon. I don't know. Oh, that's my dude it. right there. What, 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 oh, yeah, what so song What song is it by Raheem? Every word in this song is going to Oh, be that's my you. joint. That's my joint. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was on the first album, right? Yeah, that was that joint. Yeah. All right. Here we go. It's called, again, Description of You. Every word in this poem is going to be about you. Every word, you are word because you are always with God. You are one with God. You are eternally divine. And about your purpose, you won't compromise. And I love that for us. Permanently, it's in God that we trust. Gracious, ethereal love. Anointing, healing in your hugs. I think about you and I scream with joy like a crush that just said yes, like 
winning free tickets to your favorite artist concert, like the reaction when your kids win the game, like when your lover proposes. I can't oppose this. I will always notice your spiritual focus, the faith that resides in you from moment to moment, your love for the ocean, my favorite potion, your unwavering devotion, and oof. I love him so much. I'm really trying to get through this. He really make me do this. <sighs> Ooh, okay, Jesus, I tune into his movement. It's beyond the feeling of heaven. I see precisely what God is exactly doing. My love expansion is flowing. In love with what we are pursuing, his love brings me relaxation. While simultaneously feeling so elated that I feel inebriated from his divinity. God puts me to sleep after visions of he. I feel it powerfully. The beautiful feelings are union brings like the wind in the trees, like when the birds they sing, the cats when they're purring, like puppies that are furry, exactly like a life free of worries. I was once in a hurry to get the perfect result. Then I saw what God has sort of way in the vault. Consistently I began to consult for all in the future that I saw. All my problems were solved, all my doubts were resolved. As we eternally evolve, I move and exude gratitude to see you and all that exists. As I reminisce, I always receive a glimpse. Excited for you to hear this, my divine Lord Shiva. Signs your twin flame embrace my Kali. The master has spoken. Shit like that, shit like that, shit like that, shit like that. Yonder Marco, Marco. Yonder Marco, Marco. The Meister have spoken. Oh my goodness. You wrote this beat. You wrote the beat, man. You wrote the beat. Like you wrote this joint like a like a horse. And uh the vibe with this, it it was a perfect pairing. It was a perfect parent. Uh, if you know that song, or every word in this song is going to be about you. Very poetic song, man. Raheem is very, very poetic. And um, I thought this was a perfect parent. The content matter of this poem, man, that, that love, that revelation. You know, in my notes I wrote affirmations. You know, knowing, having those convictions that you know you're worthy of this love and that you will receive this love you know it it all it all lies in the convictions and um i thought this was amazing i thought it was a nice vibe the flow was just perfect i felt i felt laid back i felt in a groove you know and i'm just marveling at your stanzas and um it was an experience great great job pain what you thought about it i agree with you man it was a flow it was definitely a vibe um, I just like the way, um, you flow with the music. I don't, you know, I know uh, sometimes there's a little delay on my end hearing, you know, what you're hearing at the same time. I know how that works, but, uh, this definitely, you definitely need to think about, uh, doing some production with this track. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you could get up with P Black. Y'all could try to make this a track because you definitely need to uh you know get 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 that get that situated. I thought this blended perfectly. Um where the way you wrote it, this it just flowed. And um yeah man, 
this was definitely a vibe, and I appreciate you for coming through with it. Most definite. Yeah, and I just subscribed. I just subscribed to your page. The Meister has the Meister has spoken. I just what you call? It? I'm gonna check out some more of your stuff. You got you got you got some stuff over here. Yeah, y'all go check out her YouTube channel and and give her a subscribe, man. Subscribe to the sister's YouTube channel. Uh, this is dope. I'm gonna definitely check out your page and uh, see what you got. You upload a poem a day. Yes, I'm uploading one poem a day for the rest of the year. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah, I'm gonna pay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay in tune with this, man. Uh, that's that's dope. Uh, great job, though. Great job, man. I hope I see you again, Queen. Definitely hope Thank I see you, you again. Most definitely. I just wanted to say, um, I do record uh, my poems, but I'm still learning how it sounds. Um, so I, the only way I know is if I listen to the um, the playbacks, if the music cuts out while I'm doing the poetry. So sometimes I do play the recorded version, and I'm just working on making sure the sound is right. So thank you for um, letting me know. And got you, got to you. The audience. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing more stuff from her for sure. Yeah, man, that was, that was dope. That was a vibe right there. That was a whole vibe right there. All right, do we got we got probably got time for yeah, we got time for one more before intermission, Indeed. before intermission. And Indeed. uh who who's that's gonna be? Next on the mic is Elizabeth Carpenter. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about my brother Payne be doing all these challenges. Come on, I, I gotta go. <laughs> And then sent someone to guilt trip me. What happened? What happened? Mm-hmm. You said, look, look, I wasn't coming tonight. I'm gonna be honest. I wasn't coming tonight. I wasn't. I'm not feeling too hot. I'm not feeling too great, right? And I got guilt tripped earlier. So then I wrote the poem like I was supposed to, right? And then I told the person I wrote the poem, and then I get a message from Poetic Black saying, <laughs> "I'm so excited for Petty." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he told me he gives you another challenge. You did so good on the last challenge. Yeah, 10 I was minutes like, before the show though, I thought the timing was impeccable. I was like, yeah, man, I can't wait. I can't wait to hear this challenge, man. So I was like, yeah, let me let me so, text so, Elizabeth. So, Ray Payne, you want to give your your challenge because you, you're you're the one who gave it. So uh, I actually gave this uh, challenge to two people. I'm just waiting to see if the other person arrives. But uh, I did give the challenge to Elizabeth first. And for this challenge, I asked Elizabeth to pick a character from The Wizard of Oz. One of the three characters that was with Dorothy, actually. Mm. So I had to pick one of those characters. And right from their perspective, uh, post meeting the wizard in terms of, you know, mm. what kind of you know what? You know what kind of changes? Did yeah, they what should happen you know, after we got to this wizard? <laughs> did did, did right. our shit change for the best? Yeah, I'm liking this. Right. <laughs> so uh, Elizabeth did not tell me which character she picked, and uh, yeah, the mic is yours. All right, let's so get it. I took. I'm gonna say this now. I took creative licensing um, on this, uh, especially. 
I didn't know you didn't tell me Dorothy was one of the characters. I said it. I don't think you told me I could take Dorothy. So you you only gave me three. Dorothy was not one of those options. Um, so I'll let you figure out who the obviously the character is. Uh, I'm telling kind of the story from beginning to post. So you get that, that took creative licensing. Mm. So okay. All right. <clears throat> Dancing through life, skimming the surface, gliding where turf is smooth. Life's more painless for the brainless. Why think too hard when it's so soothing? Dancing through life, no need to tough it when you can slough it off as I do. Nothing matters, but knowing nothing matters. It's just life. So keep dancing through. Straw and burlap now cloak this hollow shell. Once a man of flesh, bone and blood, now just an empty vessel. Elf of a spell, scatched my spirit from certain death. Trading princely life for a scarecrow's breath. I begged her, tried to not to let me be, but she determined she stood to set my spirit free. Fiero! Her powers surged, swirled like a storm at sea, transforming me into what you now see. Limbs stuffed with straw, face painted on, I wobble to teeter going here to there head full of nothing but bundles of hay voice of rasp only at a parrot's prey perhaps i should have thanked her for sparing me my end though scarecrow's life pales for the love we now did spend if giving me life means we can't be together i'd rather have died than live a hollow forever and the wizard's gift did little to enlighten my mind the pins and the needles no intellect could find Though he claimed great power as he was but a fraud behind the curtain less than a scarecrow's facade. We left the Emerald City much as we came, following the yellow brick road, the girl called by a name, Dorothy, still yearned for her home far, far away. The wizard's hot air couldn't make us stay. Together we marched the four seeker souls towards elusive goals as we strove to extol as we journeyed a heart and mind did unfold. Not made of tricks or ticks or gears as I had been told, for though I seemed not to have blood or beat, I found I had a mind to love I had not known was replete. Purpose awoke in my burlap-filled chest to help a friend try, though through straw was my best. In that journey I did learn something profound. More precious than brains is the caring heart found. So the wizard's gifts were simple but attest to pretense. For true wisdom comes not from smoke curtains or pins. It's in the bonds that we share on the yellow brick road and the strength found in numbers to keep the courage intact. And the mind is not defined by brains, but how you decide to stand up for when your mental's been tried and played with when we go somewhere. Somewhere over the Way up high, there's a land that I heard of once in a lullaby. Shit like that, shit like that, shit like that. Young DeMarco, DeMarco.
I'ma let you set this one off, Payne. This is your challenge. Yeah, so Elizabeth, that was the scarecrow. Correct. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um Yeah, I thought that was an excellent job, man. I thought that was an excellent narration. I thought that you put it the songs that you uh bookended the piece with were perfect and um wow i really got caught up in the storytelling in this piece um and i thought you did a great job of delivering it you kind of didn't use your normal cadence and i thought you really got you really got lost um really got lost in the character um i thought Everything about that was dope, man. I got to give you an A++ on that one. Oh, I get an A++? Okay. Yeah, man. I thought this was dope. I thought it was dope. I thought you gave insight. I knew from the first, from like the first couple of lines that you was going to talk about the scarecrow. Because when you said about the dancing, the dancing, the, the first thing you said about dancing it, it, it drove me to the Wiz, not the Wizard of Oz, the Black Virgin, the Wiz, Michael Jackson, <laughs> and he was dancing his ass off. That he played the he's played the Scarecrow, but uh, I thought this was dope, and I agree with Payne, man. I, I think the storytelling was epic. You know the way you carried the story along, you kept you kept me engaged throughout the whole piece, and uh, I thought you did a great job. You know, um, giving insight and the revelation at the end. You know what I'm saying? Not being about the brain, but what's in the heart. I thought that was a dope parallel. Um, yeah, man, I would agree with that. I even put courage in there, too, if you caught that. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I interlaced all three. Now, I would like to say, though, that I did use, I did ask if I could use lore from The Wizard of Oz, right? So Fierro, that's why I screamed Fierro, uh, because Wicked, the musical, right, is like kind of the pretense to The Wizard of Oz. Mm. And it tells you how the scarecrow got turned into the scarecrow. Mm. So I, I wanted to kind of start from there. And that's why I used the song Dancing Through Life, because that's the song the scarecrow sings in Wicked. Oh, and then, okay. yeah. And, and then I wanted to end with like one of the original songs from The Wizard of Oz. But this this was the second piece I wrote to this essential prompt. The first one took is in the more so of the perspective of Dorothy, which made a very dark turn. Um, maybe I'll do that for you guys one sometime. But it's 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 a it's a lengthy poem too. But it I'm glad you guys enjoyed this. I'm I'm glad that I did my job and I didn't get stumped. <laughs> yeah, man, Payne got he his brain, man. The way his brain works, you know he uh you know he just be thinking about the the craziest shit. You know what I'm saying? He was like, yo, how did you even? come across that that that's the way he thinks man but uh i'm loving these challenges man because they're difficult they're not easy to pull off and um you putting some effort and some work in and all that is just contributing to your craft man harvesting your craft and make you a better a better spoken word artist and a better poet so yeah great job man and always you know what i'm saying always being there to take the challenge you ain't you ain't scared elizabeth if you got heart you probably can come to brooklyn i don't know you know what I'm saying? You, you probably I heard come white Brooklyn. girls did take over Brooklyn. <laughs> nah, that, that, that's cap. But they trying, though. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely trying. <laughs> they trying. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Payne. So I think we ready for this intermission. 
I think we're ready Let's for this. Let's get into it. So we got some we got some heavy hitters coming in the second half. Um, if you here and you did not put uh iron in the chat, what you waiting for? Yeah, go and put that iron in the chat, man. We gonna we'll be right back uh after these messages. I'm right to be free With my pages in the wind Pen in my hand I'm a king And I'm not a liar I say what I mean I'm a man of my word I'm the voice that was heard I'm a king I am the reflection of my pen the balance in between the extreme of living and dying. Poetry saved my life. So it's only right that I write with purpose. Dot my eyes and correct my cursive. Aspire for more than just empty beats and vain verses. This beat slinging in the streets or chasing hearses. I'd say I made a good choice. To use my voice as a beacon of hope. Show the youth how to cope with poverty without cutting coke or cutting corners. Show them how to corner the market instead of being a mark on the corner or a job for the coroner. Show them how to explore their worth and thirst for its treasure. You see, there's a pleasure in the gesture of written words. There's a Peace aligned with finding peace with nouns and verbs. I am the reflection of those words. So it's only right that I say them with conviction, never with the intention to scar you. So when I tell you I love you, it's genuine. I am a poet, the profound personification of words converted into flesh. I walk these paragraphs. My chest beat prose that sow seeds of life. I'm a husband to my wife, loyal to kin and friend alike. A just scribe who would die in the pursuit of truth and the light. I fight to be, but I write to breathe. These similes are bending me, mending me at the roots with ten toes down and laced up boots. I stand proud. With pen in hand, I'm a man more now than ever. My path is more clearer now than the days of yester. I am tried and tested. I've been wronged and neglected. But today, I stand before you triumphant, prominent in my stature, content in my resolve to be better, and I'm better now. I found my crown, and I brushed the rust off of it, and I wear it proud with my pen in my hand as my scepter and these pages as my throne I'm a king who found his way home and 
And I am a writer Now write to be free With my pages in the wind Pen in my hand I'm a king Yeah And I'm not a liar No I say what I mean I'm a man of my word I'm the voice that was heard I'm a king Paul In the solace of silence there is science. Just, just quiet the mind to align with the divine. We have become slaves to the fabrication of time. Life becomes the distraction from living, so we misuse the gifts we are given. We quiet the soul. So then reality, reality is all mental. Never truly living a life we were meant to. Yet without diligent focus, we feel hopeless. Success is obtained through the failures we gain. The pain we sustain. When our perception has but one direction we are the echoes of creation our very vibration induces manifestation in the mist there exists a higher you with the will to fulfill whatever you desire to yet we silence those voices and become victims of our own choices Imagine a winged bird that dies, never attempting to fly. What's worse is never really knowing why. Use that glory you were adorned with to too often we die with the very same potential we were born with. Every single thing Thing you need is there. Funny how we pay no attention to oxygen till we need air. Life will only hand to you what you demand it to. Hear me. I said life will only hand to you what you demand it to. Trust, I have felt lost and stranded too. Meditation is not sedation, it's the station for the dreams that you are facing. You, they say, go after your dreams. Truth is, they are chasing you. Just believe, please. You're, you're so much more than this. Find yourself, align yourself with the reason you exist. Question. 
Think about all the seeds you've been sowing. Then ask yourself, do you really want to feast now on what your garden is growing? That was written in pain. Shit like that, shit like that, shit like Young that. Monko, Monko. Yeah, man, we're back. We're back from the intermission. Uh, wow, man, that was a that was a thought provoking piece, King. For real, man. Likewise, brother. Likewise. Most definite. Most definite, man. We ready to get the second half of the show going on. We ready to get the whole the second half of the show. I hope we're setting off the second half with the griot. With the griot, you know. Not the Grand Griot, but our Griot. Mama O. Listen, you ain't even have to say it twice, man. Mama O, the days you the mic is yours. Let's go. Okay. Greetings, everyone. I'm such a dominator. I'm a boss. I slay in the hay or in the kitchen cooking. When ain't nobody looking, I be ranking without thinking, all in the mix with no intentions, subliminally mentioned. Somehow my soul has four dimensions. First I get hyped, knowing that I excite, I keep my lyrics tight, even off my style, them bitch niggas bite. But I, I say it's all right. Been this way all my life. So you know I'm the real deal. So it's how I feel. But it's okay on Memorex. Indeed, it is just sex. Advice from me coming from friends. Advice to me coming from friends. They say I should confront my stunts. But that advice made me grunt. But nah, that would be putting their punk ass names in my mouth and that's out. I will let it go like before. And I say, death to those attention whores. It's not my circus, not my monkey. Once again, I am out of the way, no clash. Any more lines or lyrics of mine you need? Well, you can pull them out that stash that I keep buried in my ass, bitches. Poem. Shit like that, shit like that, shit like that. Down the Monko, Monko. Down the Monko, Monko. Oh, man. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to cut out the 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 the, the song part when I post this up for for the podcast. But damn, <laughs> Mama, you are classic. You are classic. Perfect song. The line that caught me, man, had me over here rolling. You said, "Not my monkey, not my circus, man." If that's not if not if that's not the words of an old sage. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, wow, not my monkey, not my circus. I gotta I gotta incorporate that into my jogging. That was profound. This piece right here, man, going at those individuals who 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 seek to plagiarize, you know what I'm saying, take the intellectual property of others, man. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. But in classic fashion. <laughs> was this was this one of the personas? Of of gangster granny right here was this gangster granny right here was this that suited them right here mama? It said something on there because I had got it out of the uh, old um, uh, 
Facebook when I had sent it to Carlos about some years ago. So I don't think I was, was I Gangsta Granny about in, in 2019 or 2020, something like that. Oh, I, I think it was Gangsta Granny, yeah. She was mad, probably at them saying. Bitch niggas. That's the part that killed me too. <laughs> Bitch ass niggas. <laughs> oh man, great pole, man. Great pole, Baba. Pay, hey, what you thought about it? Oh man. <laughs> I know you thought no. something else though. I know you thought this was about to be. <laughs> I got nervous. I knew you got nervous. When bro. I heard that milkshake come on, I walked away from the phone. Oh, I, I said, here nervous. we go with the bull. <laughs> then I'd see mama was coming with the bars. I said, okay, 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 okay. Um, you know what it is about mama, man? It's nothing she can't do with a pen. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing she can't do with a pen. And that's what the, that's just what it is. Um, this was dope, and I laughed so many times during this piece because, Mama, you just you crazy. That's what I'm gonna say. Crazy. I love you, man, but you scared me because I really thought you were gonna come up here clapping that milkshake and all that. <laughs> yo, I seen it. Yo, I seen it through the phone, bro. I was like, yo, Payne going crazy. His eyes is wide open. <laughs> well, no, I was just celebrating my little grandson, his first date. And then my son called me and told me, say, sent me the picture of them. They out there on their, uh, what they homecoming, whatever that is. So that's, that's sincere, my grandson and his first date at homecoming. So, um, mm. And then my son called me and said, Mama, he, he got a girlfriend look like you when you was young. And I said, shoot. <laughs> I had to see I had to let me go see see how my grandbaby picked out his girlfriend. So that I put it up there for y'all to see. It's crazy oh, yeah. because She's I remember beautiful. you posting pictures of him when he was a little boy. Mm. I know, right? So it's just crazy. <laughs> when you said that, I looked at the picture like, wow, y'all getting old. <laughs> he, he said, "Y'all getting he old? <laughs> you, yeah, you beat I that, know. mama." <laughs> I, I know, but I know what's really happening, so I don't say nothing. You know what I'm saying? He he he, he gonna enjoy it when it happens. That, <laughs> that grandbaby take all that craziness away about about you don't want to get old and stuff. I mean, it's such a delight, man. I'm telling you. No, and mama, please. Uh, no, I've embraced the fact that it happens to y'all. <laughs> um, <laughs> crazy. Um, we gonna move on. Listen, if you want to get on this mic, y'all gotta put iron in the chat. None of that showboating because we don't have no problem leaving early. You know what I'm saying? When the last person spit, because I got three people left in the queue. When the last person spit, trust me, me and Black don't feel no way. We don't feel like we gotta stall and make up time and all that. Ain't nobody else to spit. We out of here. Facts, because you know it's, it's football season. Sports is popping. And you right know now. I'm always down for a nap. <laughs> I was about to tell y'all last week it was boxing season, and y'all had me watching boxing till six o'clock in the morning. It was a boxing marathon. I'm like, <laughs> listen, it was crazy, and I went over there and watched it too, and couldn't get my eyes off of one after another. Nobody doing nothing. <laughs> Listen, let me let y'all behind the curtain a little bit, okay? 
<laughs> ever since they legalized betting, it's everything season now with my boy Black Okay. It's soccer season, it's croquette season, it's hockey season, it's golf season, it's ping pong in Japan season, it's college croquette season. I can't get out. I don't know what happened to my friend. That's another story. We're going to do compo behind the music. That's a whole nother. Uh. Oh, man. You crazy. All right. <laughs> Next on the mic. Listen, y'all, listen. It's a lot of shows going around now talking about they got mic insurance. Everybody got mic insurance now. <laughs> listen. Listen, okay? This is the original show where mic insurance was necessary. And we need it right now, Black. Oh, Pull we it need up. it. We Pull need it. The, I got Pull the card, out. bro. I got the, yo, I got the card ASAP. You know what I'm saying? ASAP in my wallet. The card is here. Progressive. Is now on everybody alert. need insurance. Everybody got insurance. <laughs> it's only one person in these clubhouse streets need Mike insurance. And that's only one. And that person is who? Kimbrella. Let's bring the queen on up to the stage. Let's go. <laughs> Peace, y'all. Peace, my brothers. Peace, queen. What's good with you? What's going on, Kimbrella, man? We miss you over here on this stage. Oh, my goodness. I miss y'all, too. Life been life You know, life been life We know how it go. We know how it go. Had to put the crown on. It was kind of tilted a little bit, but yeah, I'm back. I'm back. Y'all good. Y'all good. That's what I'm talking about. Shout out to the platform. Dope, amazing poets. I appreciate y'all. Mama, I ain't gonna lie. Mama scared me too. I was clutching my pearls. I was like, she gonna get whipped. I love it, y'all. I love it. He get nervous every time. And uh, I wanted to say, I think I'm going to have to slide through that how many mics to Sarah. That is my peep, man. It's going down tomorrow. I'm, it's it's going queen, down tomorrow. That queen right there is, you know when you can stand next to Black Thought mm. and hold your own. Listen, no mm. Facts. 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 But, uh, I'll be looking for you, Kimbrella. If, if you can oh, make I'm it, I'm going to send you an invite. Oh, I'm coming through to that one for sure. I wouldn't miss that one. But I'm, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out, do I want to do a love piece, conscious piece, which I want. Ooh. ooh. Be like, well, let's get that consciousness. Yeah, you know how I get about that conscious, man. Let's let's go. The stage is yours, queen. All right. Let me, um, let me get ready. All right. They've been trying to drench our crowns in sickness. Convicting our spirits to a European sentence to terminate the existence of our kings, queens, children, hair, culture, and image. But the speed and distance in which our light travels makes it hard for these sloths to walk. So they're slithering and hissing. But for every ill intention, I got ill precision that'll break snakeskin down to accessories. And feed them those choke recipes to throats that spoke skeptically while sketching we in the darkest corners of their minds. Trying to trap us behind restraints that hold our dreams as prisoners granting misery invitation as frequent visitors while their souls become fugitives within their own eyes. 
See, I demand a brand of high over the heads of many, so God gives you my own supply, and I've got plenty. The wind in me is sure to find the rhyme and reason between space and time, a page and lines, a stage and eyes. See, they can lock my body, but they can never trap my mind. Some days I place my thoughts upon a scale and obese is what it calls me. But then I level up and adjust through life's impact. See, failure, I can barely pronounce that. Give up, I sincerely denounce that. In fact, the most high I purposely removed the arches from my feet just so I will never forget what the ground feels like. And yea, though I walk through the valley in the shadow of death, he blessed these hands and his breath to deliver the keys to these defiant locks. Because see, sometimes we create our own holding cells while they're holding cells that lock our attention into idle minutes with rollover gimmicks, text messages, and memes of intricate plots and schemes. See, the setup is so diabolical that just thinking logical could damn near cost you your life. And that's why you're worked to death and paid beneath the heels of your respect just so you can buy their shoes and step into those blood red bottles with the custom fitted hell they prepared just for you. But when you won't get tired of walking in these circles, recycling the same streams of red haunted by those same blues, when you won't stop believing in the words of these demons and activate the God in you, when you gonna become the algorithm of rhythm these cults of religions can't define or confine? And when you gonna stop allowing this world to break the sturdy in your spine? Cause I can hear the fear when they try to implant the same in mind with visions of pain that infect my pains with blood stains that rearrange my eyes to believe in the same lies cause they rather see us die than unify. See, they can lock my body, but they can never trap my mind. We past this baton of jeweled expression, infinite knowledge and lessons, trying the spirit by the spirit laying messages of fitness for the next generations to witness our magic above tactics that are relentless. But can you dismiss those classes of thinking upside down and backwards in order to pay the truth forward to the days that you may never see? Are you prepared for death to stare you right between the eyes and revolution for what you believe? Because see, there's slaughter up their sleeves and history pages filled with massacres and enslavement of bodies locked and shackled to horses by wrists and ankles, making a statement that still raises hell and lowers caskets. But they will never catch it. They will never catch it. They might catch this flesh, but they will never catch me for I am energy and I have touched too many. We've touched too many that have already grabbed it and passed it to be picked up when we left off and follow our lead. Water our seeds while we rise from our knees for we hold verses between energy that is transferred and will never die. You can outline the body in chalk, but the transfers of thought move on a fuel that you can't capture, borrow, or buy. See, the flesh, yeah, it can be paralyzed and spilled into the termination of our vital lines, but where there's words, there's life. Where there's words, there's life. Where there's words, there's life. And I'll give mine, signed and uncompromised through any space and time, through any page and line, through any stage and I see they can lock my body, but they will never, ever trap my mind. Peace. Shit like that, shit like that, shit like that, shit like that. <laughs> She done broke up, she done broke up the mic. She done broke up my blood clot microphone. My, my microphone broke up. 
it broke up. You hear, you hear it broke up. You hear it mash up. You hear she mash up me, me blood clot, Mike. Oh, man. This, this, ah, this is what I'm talking about, man. This is why I am a poet. This is why, this is why I am a poet. This is why I wouldn't want to be anything other than I love what I do. I love this craft. And it's, and the, it's poems like this that, that makes me say, yeah, I made the right choice. To be able to conjure words, to evoke this type of emotion, to speak life. Where there's words, there's life. This is a T-shirt. This is a T-shirt, man. Where there's words, there's life. And talking about speaking things into existence, a lot of us, we're not aware of our power because they dumb us down. They keep us constantly dumbed down. And we don't have that confidence. We don't have that, that conviction in ourselves to know that we are powerful beings. That we can change yes. our reality. We can change our reality with our thought process. That's powerful. And um, words do that. This poem was was awe-inspiring. It, it, it gave me the chills. You know, it, it, it spoke affirmations into my life, into my community's life. This is oh, the reason man. why I write. This is the reason why I write, you know, to wake us up. This was just phenomenal and epic, Queen. Like like no other, man. You always come here and um you leave your mark. You leave your mark when you come here on the stage. And uh, I appreciate you immensely. Like you broke up my microphone, man. You broke up my blood clot team there. Pain, what you thought about it? <clears throat> that was a sermon. Wow. Um, that's what that was. That was a sermon. That was like, you know, you get um, in, in, in New York, we call them street corner evangelists. You see those people mm. outside, they be like, the Lord is coming. You better. Uh, I could see you, you know what I'm saying, spitting this and people just stopping. And you, you know, I could just, because that's what it did. And I agree with Black, man. This piece did something on the inside of me, man. It was inspiring. Um, it inspired me to want to write. It was so many lines in the poem that were poems. And one of them was where there's words, there's life. That's a poem. Like, that's a title of a poem itself. Facts. And it was a lot of those jewels in the poem. Um, yeah, this is this is why I'm a poet. But this is why I love poetry. And this is also why I'm a fan of you. Because this is the type of shit that I've known you for doing for years. And that's why I always look forward to you coming into this space or finding you in a space because this is the type of shit that you do. And this is why this is this is just why I'm happy to be in in the service and in the community of poetry. And I love you, Camilla. I love you too. And you know something, what you said about like, you know, being in the street, kind of being an evangelist, you, you hit it right on the mark. That's what I feel like my calling is. You know, some people, when they hear me, they automatically want to lead me to a church. I don't feel like God called me to do that. I'm going to leave that to, mm. we ain't even going to get into that. We ain't got enough time. I ain't going to go there. But I'm here for, you know, us people. I'm, I'm, I'm a representation of what God's heart looks like. That's that's what I'm trying to model. And I'm, I'm just glad that y'all hear that, you know, because I always try to, give him the glory through my pieces and the fact that y'all hear that and pick that up lets me know 
I'm on the right track. So thank you. Definitely. And I just want you to be heard, man. It's just, you know, wherever you can, however you can, man, make sure people hear what you got to say, Kimbrella, because what you got to say is powerful. Facts. Thank you so much. I appreciate y'all. Definitely, Queen. Definitely, man. The only thing I don't appreciate you breaking up my microphone, man. Y'all hear my microphone? Do y'all hear that? I gotta, I gotta go pull out the other mic in the back. I'm sounding like pain on a, I'm sounding like pain on the Saturday go. night. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Always gotta get involved. I always get involved. Oh man, great job, kid brother. Great job. Oh man, I'm loving the second half, pain. I want to shout out some people, man. I seen some people just come up in the stage, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I got giddy in it on, on, on the on the microphone. I seen Edwina just came in the house, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, she been yo, she been putting down some 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 poetry, man. I, I just I just peeped this poem she put on her page, and uh, I was like, wow, man. You know, uh, classic cadence, man. I hope the queen put that iron in the chat, man. I'm putting, I'm calling you out. I'm, I'm definitely want to hear something from you, queen. For real, for real, for real. So, Payne, what, what, what is looking like, man? Who we got next on the mic? Um, next up on the mic is the legendary Miss Fab. Oh, let's bring Miss Fab on up to the stage. Oh. <laughs> Hey, Miss Fab. How's it going, guys? <laughs> what great. a phenomenal show. So much talent after back-to-back. Facts. Mama Oladeji, when she did that, uh, the opening line of Milkshake got me out of my seat. I was like, what the <laughs> 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 So I'm like, what? Okay, so it's interesting. Uh, right before I took the mic, I uh, remembered the first competition I was in, where the last uh, challenge was about the future. And at the time, a lot of people didn't know I was struggling with mental health, and I didn't actually believe I would have a future. Mm. So that being said, this piece is actually called Future. It's kind of like a remake of what that poem should have looked like. <clears throat> <clears throat> So here we go. Future pertaining to are connected with time to come. One's future prospects, future plans. When you spend years trying to commit to leave this earth before finding yourself, it kind of feels twilight zone-ish. Hearing my therapist describe our dialogue recently as positive and future-oriented. When less than a few years ago, I was a lost cause in self-sabotaging, carrying extra matches and accelerant, dancing in the debris of burnt bridges. I had to turn the lights off and cut out all the noise because I would have never known the power in my voice. Found myself in deep depression while seeking out the sun because I was damn sick of rock bottom. Woke up... <clears throat> Dancing in the debris of burnt bridges, I had to turn the lights off and cut out all the noises because I would have never known the power in my voice. Found myself in deep depression while seeking out the sun because I was damn sick of rock bottom. 
Woke up in the morning and dealt with my own bullshit, and finally, after years, acknowledged for myself how far I have grown. Self-acceptance isn't an easy road, feet with blisters, and hell of a story or two. I have lived a little too much. Woke up and cursed my beating heart. I have loved to the point of insanity, traveled cross-country multiple times, running from demons, running for myself, for my potential. Missed opportunities and made myself small, blended in with walls while continuing to heal my own self. Mm -hmm. Hanging on, waiting for this new adventure. Now excited for the fight for the future. End poem. Shit like that. Shit like that. Shit like that. Shit like that. Oh, great piece right there. Great piece and heartfelt, man. Heartfelt. You know, um, you saying at that time when you was dealing with these issues, you know, that prompt to say that you didn't have a future and to see right now today where you're at today is remarkable. It's remarkable. You know, uh, you know, your pen is like your legendary, you know, from the from the days of blog talk. You know what I'm saying? Oftentimes, me and Payne, we would talk about your pen as, in regards to, you know, where where you go, you know, where where you allow your pen to take you. And um, this was phenomenal, man. This this showed me triumph. It showed me, uh, you know, you overcame these obstacles and you're here right here strong today, man. It's beautiful. I thought it was a great piece and it was heartfelt. Payne, what you thought about it? total descriptive um fab of capturing emotions and and a mindset especially um being able to kind of uh polarize where you were when you wrote the piece and that's what i i like about your pen but also your cadence um you know it 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 only takes little shite slight shifts in cadence that kind of change the emotion or change kind of what the tone of the piece is supposed to be and in this piece i can um you know i felt that i felt that space also in your delivery but your writing is always so descriptive of emotion mm. and that's what i've always appreciated about your writing and um and i and i like this piece fab thank you thanks guys <laughs> definitely definitely yeah, man, we we shaping up, man. Second half trying to go in, man. They trying, they trying to go in the rival with that first half, man. But uh, yeah, dope piece, man, dope piece. Now, pain. You got any surprises yes, up your sleeve, man? I ain't got no surprises, man. We just moving along. We moving along this iron sharpens iron train. All right, all right. We we still on the train. All right, we still on the train. Who we got yeah, next? Yeah, yeah. Who we still next who we, on the? Yeah. Next on the mic is Boo. Oh, let's bring Boo on up to the stage. She got a piece I've been wanting to hear. Hey, Boo, what's going on with you? Not much. How are you? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you loud and clear. Perfectly. What you got for the people? You told me about this piece that I missed the other night. That you oh, was going to no, spit. Yeah, no, I'm not going to torture you with that one. <laughs> you, you ain't going to do me that. We do that one. I definitely need to hear that piece, though. I, I, I want to hear that piece, though. But go ahead. Yeah. But what, what you got prepared for I us? I think tonight? I have a few things I need to fix on that one. So I don't know. Yeah, but I will read it to you later. 
Um, mm. Anyway, I don't know if I read this one or not because I can't find my other phone, so hopefully I didn't. But anyway, uh, so it goes like this. I, I adore you by choice, and my feral heart agrees. Allow me the honor of scribing eternal faith on fragile heartstrings, a labor of love, a tender gift in a symphony of life's finest artwork. Let me touch you with the pure joy of touching, eclipsing the emptiness upon the trajectory of unfiltered sight, some sorrows made for an obsession without identity. We can invent a sign language for nobody else to understand this unfinished text, the singularity of clarity, the sweetness of poetic fingers, static frequency or braille. Drawn to a twinkling crown of muted lights, a moment in your waterfront eyes of your opiate eyes, bent on layers of time, pretending not to be visibly intoxicated. In between circadian rhythm and the place we call irresistible, here we'll listen to the sun-filled hymns of children's laughter. There's no shame in this shade. Let me touch you with righteous reveries, haunted by salacious silence and not caring what comes after. I would tame your lips between voracious heartbeats to show that wild is not toxic and that there is room for you beneath my ribs where you could just be. And that will always be enough for me. End poem. Mm. Shit like that, shit like that, shit like that. Down the Mongo, Mongo. Down the Mongo, Mongo. That was fucking beautiful, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about you, babe, but that was fucking beautiful. Uh, damn, the descriptions, man. Very lucid descriptions, man. You said you said static frequency, our braille. That's just thought provoking, man. I, uh, you, you said something about salacious silence. You know, laying there right up under your rib. It was very descriptive, very beautiful, very heartwarming. Uh this 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 was a this was a beautiful piece. This was a beautiful piece, man. I think your monotone cadence it it, it kinda lend well with this the sentiment of this piece. Cause it felt so earnest and sincere and authentic. Uh, I thought you did a great job, Boo. Payne, what you thought about it? Thank you so much. Um, Boo, I got to say, man, hats off, man. Me personally, um, listening to you in my time on this app, I've seen so much growth and change um, in your writing style and depth. And, and I've just seen you really, I, I can tell you've been work, either working at your craft or you're more comfortable. I don't know what's going on, but I definitely see a, a shift in your writing and it, I, I really think it's, it's good, man. So uh, I just wanted to congratulate you on that. The other Thank thing you. is, yeah, the other thing is I've dug the writing in this piece. Um, it, what, Like Black said, you said haunted by salacious silence, but it was another line right before that when you did that again with like you like said a word and then you kind of introduced a little alliteration right there. What was the line before haunted by salacious silence? There is no shame in the shade. Let me touch you with the righteous reveries haunted by salacious silence. And yeah, I saw what you did there. I saw what you did there. Mm. I saw that. I saw what you did there. I saw what you did there. I thought that was real. I, th I thought it was playful, and I just I, I appreciated it. 
I was like, ah, that's like in the middle of a dance, you bust out and do. It's like when you give <laughs> the drummer a little, little, little solo. It's the drummer gets up. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that little alliteration. I, that, that part, I, me as a fan of writing and, and schemes like that, I, that was the gem for me that when you did that. I was like, that was dope, boo. So I appreciate you. I see what you're doing over there with that pen and pad, boo. I appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, what was the official name of that piece, boo? Uh, Feral Heart. Feral Heart. Wow. And Kimbrella, please um put the name of your title in, in the chat for me. I didn't get the title of your piece that you spit. Um put that in the chat for me so I can I can see the title. Cause I definitely want to nominate that for the um for the title. If you guys don't know, uh spoke um I was about to say spoken soul sessions, but uh Iron Sharpeth Iron is now a podcast. We've been we've been a podcast now for about uh going on four months, a little bit over four months. Uh we we uh we've been taking these episodes and we've been posting them, you know, where they're streaming everywhere. They're on um Amazon, uh Apple Music, uh Spotify, you know, tune in. You can you can find us everywhere. And we got a YouTube page. It's on YouTube as well. I take the episodes and I make the YouTube video and put it up on YouTube. You know, so definitely you guys go subscribe to that YouTube page. Uh the Iron Shop with Iron. We got some things that we're gonna roll out over there on that channel. And uh the episode that we did last week, that's why I was hoping Russ would have came in the room. I hope I got his title right. The uh, the episode we did last week, I pinned it to the top of the room so you guys can go check that out. This episode will be available for streaming uh, on Monday. You won't be able to go back to the episode on, on Clubhouse and find the episode because I take down those replays. But you can find it on the podcast. This is an attempt to bring this platform, you know, these poets, these these beautiful artists, and introduce them at least to my audience that I've built up, and um and a growing audience. So it's very important that we share this and we get it out there because it's for all of us. You know, we we get our pinky in the door, uh, we gonna we gonna bust it open. So it's it's definitely for poetry, man. Y'all go check that out and check out last week's episode. It was some fire poems that was spit. Geronimo came out and did the Pisation piece. We know that's a classic piece from the um, Iron Sharp with Iron, not excuse me, the uh, Grand Griot competition. And then, you know, we had Russ that did this phenomenal piece called Fern Gullies. At least that's what I thought it was called. But uh, uh, definitely a dope episode. Y'all want to go check that out. Check that out. And this episode, you can check out Monday, streaming everywhere on all the popular platforms for podcasting. So uh, you guys check that out. So, Payne, who we got next, bro? Uh, next on the mic is Lexi. Oh, let's bring Lexi on up to the stage. What's going on, Lexi? Not much, just chilling, you know, thank you for having me as always. Most definitely, most definitely. You came and turned, you turned shit up last week. <laughs> I think that was last week's episode. You came and turned it up. What you got for the people this week? Um, this piece is called Steamy. 
Speed? No, I'm sorry. Steamy. Oh, Steamy. Okay. The the mic is yours. Throat of gold. Heart of glass. A new twist on a story old. An old hoe with a brand new ass. She's a white girl. Her butt Brazilian. Gold chain with a single pearl confidence a billion. A lady of the night. She's never walked the street. It wouldn't quite feel right. This exclusive escort is elite. He was nurtured to hate, but chose his nature to love by default. He was taught to discriminate, a lesson he took with a grain of salt. He fears for his soul, but his mind can't outrun it. Keeping pace is his goal. He's always had a thing for a stunner. When he sees her, he dreams of kissing her under the church bell. Fantasy ripped at the seams when the preacher has nightmares of a never-ending hell. Without hesitation, she broke her own rule, saying, keep your donation." Maybe donate to Sunday school. He'd never considered himself a trick. He wasn't sure what to think. A preacher began describing his dick. A holy black man began blushing holy pink. As she sprang a harlot's perfume, he knocks at the door and he waits. An escort and a preacher man in an unusual pairing of fate. The preacher tried to hide his erection, finding it hard to conceal something that long and Things only got harder staring at. I'm sorry. Uh, lost my place, I apologize. Oh no. Okay. And things only got harder staring at fruit forbidden, symbolized in a hot pink song. He wanted a taste, he wanted to savor her smell, but the consequence he faced was having the girl worth having hell. He tried to resist her, but her designer butt looked so thick. His I snapped back to the escorts. Her eyes were glued to his bulging dick. The preacher considered running, but his mind was already too far gone. The escort was oblivious. Eyes locked on his tent, supported by a load-bearing hard arm. He got up to leave, but she had another intention. The unholy hoe opened her mouth, but not a word did she mention. And as she held her tongue, her mouth held the preacher's throbbing rod. He started to shake as he whispered, Oh, God, a far cry from Jezebel, the name she'd been given since she got paid for her first call. But she accepted the new title and continued to worship as the preacher continued to fall. With a burst of confidence, the pastor lifted the newly deemed deity to the bed. He dropped to his knees, so she put an anointing hand on his head. His mind started to wander as he knelt over a body to devour his prey. He was in this position when praying over Christ's body at church just yesterday. He continued to eat, only looking up once to wonder, is this love, before feeling God's guiding hand push his head back into her thighs from above. She was a high-end escort. But tonight she gave zero fucks about class, and he was God's chosen servant, but the only communion tonight was his face and her ass. Neglecting to bless his late-night snack, the pastor crawled up inside her. He wondered how could he ravish her soul, then next Sunday be a pastor and guide her. She knew things were different. She felt she had been resurrected after she died, screaming, Jesus, that dick feel good. Leave all of God's children inside. And as his holy staff got lost, thrusting deep, touching her heart, his locks got lost in her hair. And the unholy saga was only beginning as his holy water blessed their unorthodox affair. 
shit like that. Shit like that. Shit like Ladies that. Ladies and shit gentlemen. Like that. Shit like that. Dom the Monko. Monko. Dom the Monko. Monko. Let me. Let me talk. Go ahead, bro. I was gonna, I was, I was gonna give it to you anyway. But go ahead. let me talk. Let me talk. <laughs> um. So a lot of times I get asked by a lot of poets. A lot of times, it's like you know, they was trying to find out, um, you know, how they could get money in this craft because that's what we all, you know, a lot of people aspire to try to find out how they could earn some money. You know, doing what they love to do. And I always tell them, you know, it's a difficult road. You know, you got to get known. You got to build a name for yourself. And then, but I always say with an asterisk, unless you can do erotic writing. If you can write erotic, you could get paid. They're always looking for people who can write erotic, whether it's Reader's Digest, whatever, whatever it is. They're always looking for people who can write erotica. Everybody can't do it. Lexi, you can do it. Mm-hmm. I would love to read because you, you, you know, your cadence and the way you spit your shit is 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 dope. And and I know I can tell that you have a connection to what you write, but I would love to read the shit. You have a way. I want to call it almost like a macabre erotic, right style. And the storytelling interwoven. It's almost like good porn. You know, cheap porn, it just start with the scene. <laughs> cheap porn just start with the interview. Like, my name is so-and-so. She already sitting on the bed. The expensive <laughs> porn got the storyline. Like, this is a movie. It's other shit going on. Uh, <laughs> you write that expensive porn. <laughs> and I like it. I like oh, it. Oh, man. I just want to, before I pass the mic to my brother, I just want to say my favorite line in this. <laughs> I know what it is already, bro. I wrote it down, but go ahead. Let me see if I'm right. <laughs> the only communion was his ass and her face. <laughs> his, no, 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 I'm sorry. The only communion was his face and her ass. <laughs> bro. I was done after that. Oh, man. Oh, man. All right, Black. All right, bro. All right, Lexi. This piece, you're very descriptive. You have, uh, I I love what Payne said about the the cheap porn and the expensive porn. You know, there's a difference. There's definitely a difference. Uh, There's a lot that go into your work. From From the sentimental aspect of this piece. You know what? What really stuck out to me was the the parallel that you drew between righteousness and wickedness, or what people perceive to be righteousness and wickedness. Oftentimes, I'll use I'll use the priest because that that was the example you gave in the poem. Like oftentimes, you find that priests they take a vow of celibacy, and them taking a vow of celibacy, they reject something that they're naturally inclined to accept sex. You know, it's a natural occurrence between human beings. We all do it. We wouldn't be here if we didn't do it. And um, when you have people who try to kind of 
you know, turn off or or try to circumvent something that's naturally inclined for you to do, you know, there's going to be repercussions. Like an individual who don't want to eat. Person that don't want to eat say, I'm I'm, I'm not, I'm going to deny myself food. Now, you got people that say that uh, you got people that have lived years without eating food. They just drink water. They don't eat food. But you can see the repercussions of their actions by their weight. Very thin, very flimsy, can't do much or whatever the case may be. You know, there's repercussions behind it, you know. And one of the repercussions of having, you know, taking a vow of celibacy is that you find yourself becoming more perverse. You know, you become more perverse and whatever the thing that you want to indulge into, you become more perverse in it. And um, I thought this poem spoke to that. The, the temptation, you know, the thread between righteousness and wickedness. Uh, this poem was deep. It was deep. It was. It had an erotic flair. You know, you caught my attention in the beginning when you said throat of gold. I thought that was what pain was going to, he was going to highlight. Throat of gold. You know, you set it off like right there at the gate. But it wasn't more so raunchy. It had the element of, you know, of of content or it was a moral, well, at least I got a moral, you know, uh, lesson out of this poem. You know, so uh, I thought you did a great job, man. Great work. Great, great work. And uh, I, I look forward to hearing more from you, Lexi. Listen, my advice to you is to look through the channels. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Look around. They always looking for people who write erotic. I'm telling you, mm, definitely. That was that was reminiscent of a Zane novel, yo, bro. You ever read Zane books, bro? <laughs> you ever read them? Yeah, I have, I have, I have. Oh I have. man, bro. Lexi write better than Zane. Yo, Lexi write man. better than Zane. Yo, Zane, man. Some some many nights, man. <laughs> Reading the Zane novel and be like, yo, what's going on here? <laughs> But yeah, bro. Uh, yeah, that was a great. That was a great, great, great job. Great job, Lexi. I right, pain. Let's. What's going on? I know we was going down that hill. Where we at right now with it? You on? Uh, all right. I, yo, man. I'm trying to. I'm trying to time it. I'll be trying to time it, bro. You messing up my timing. I'm usually on point. You been messing up my time. As soon as I say yo, you come off mute. Like you. you, you I think you're doing it on purpose. I don't know, man. But. <laughs> I'm what? just making sure that this person is the last person. Okay. Okay. And listen, Lexi, I saw, I didn't know if you wanted to say something. I cut you off. Black cut you off. We apologize. Black, I'm quite sure in Brazil, they playing table tennis somewhere. And this is the part <laughs> where Black want to hurry up and end the show. Korean but, baseball, uh, bro. <laughs> Korean baseball yeah, tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you. Uh, yeah, so yeah, this person is the last person. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Um, black is very is gonna be very uh is gonna be very happy about this. Okay. And well, he's not gonna be mad about. He's not gonna be mad about missing the beginning of Australian horse racing. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's not going to be mad about missing the beginning of Australian horse racing because he's a fan of this poet. Next on the mic is Adwina. Ah, uh, let's get it. This is what I'm talking about. Shit like that. Shit like that. Shit like that. Shit like that. Let's bring Edwina on up to the stage, man. Payne is my witness. He knows, man. He knows I don't get giddy over everybody. I don't get giddy over everybody, man. I don't, I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't do acrobats over everybody. All facts. You know what I'm saying? But some, some poets just, they just move me. And this is one of those poets. What's good with you, Edwina? Hey. You make a girl feel special. <laughs> you definitely, you definitely, uh, you definitely, uh, oh man. Oh, I caught Lexi and Cambrella. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm here late, but gee, <laughs> wild. Okay, all right, I gotta compose myself. How y'all doing? What's going on? What's the uh, I'm great. Like? I'm great right now. I'm yeah, in, we I'm good. We zone. good. We good. I'm in my zone right now. Y'all mind if I decompress a little bit? Yes, you can do. You got you do got you full to carte blanche okay. to do what you need to do. Let's go. Okay. All right. Sorry, it's the venom in the pen. Sometimes you know you get a little venom in there. You gotta get it out. <laughs> All right. He told a girl, "You grew up to be a fine young man, a no limit soldier with soft ass hands. You take care of your business. Your children committed." You put up with that same nigga through all his decisions. You is a good one. And she felt so removed. You couldn't tell if he was calling her a woman of virtue or a fool. But there's no getting through to a woman committed to loving a user. I guess she's used to it. She will hardly even call it abuse. It's not as if the pain he brings leave a cover up and bruises. He's just a liar and a cheater and a narcissistic user with a mouth so slick he'll talk the sweet right out your tooth. With a pocket full of promises and a whole lot of excuses. He takes every opportunity to lower her esteem. You would think that after all of that he wouldn't be so mean, but I mean... I've never seen a crook that was very good at going halfway, especially when he found a lick he didn't have to hit the ski mask way. Got a little girl watching her whole life go by, putting all her effort in a man that won't even try. And why should he? It looks to be the most foolish of pursuits. I mean, look at all you let vulnerability cost you. She saw through every pursuit without ever pursuing the truth and withdrew, waiting around for the good she saw in the dude. He lacked the intellect for the game of chess, and yet he managed to put a queen in check, spin her check, and can hardly be bothered to check on her. If she had a dream, he'd step on them. Part of her died doing the thirsty work of honoring one's commitments alone while he played pallbearer to the goalpost, and I know how much it hurts. The work is backbreaking. Got got her questioning her worth dimming her light like she ain't the brightest highlight in his low life it's hard work like burpees though it gets her down she gets back up beginning to it begins to build muscles a girl don't even want it's funny the only difference between a dummy and a stunt man is one's doing stunts and the other the brunt of feeling dumb wondering what have i become an orchid wrapped in plastic, false faces, and polished fronts. She didn't get here by herself. It was not by accident. 
that her nature became hard, wound after wound, the skin grew, but it would never be back like it used to be. She grew hard, like the lessons learned by being soft in unsafe places. She grew guarded. The vigilant fate of the unwatched over, she grew strong, toning the muscle of mind and being sinew by precious sinew, she grew callous, which is the fate of a woman willing to do whatever it takes to make it in a way, make her way in the world. So yeah, she grew hard. She don't want to, she don't want to smile and she isn't going to be nice in the world where turning the other cheek will only get you slapped twice. That's that piece. Shit like that, shit like that, shit like that, shit like that. In the words of my brother, written in pain, let me talk. My goodness. Wagwan we water. Wagwan blood clot water. Listen, man. It's something about, I want to just say this off the record. I want to say this on the record so everybody can hear me. Everybody in, in the podcast land is going to hear me. I want to do a, a collab with you. I want to do a collab with you. I want to do a collab with you. And it's going to be epic. It's going to be epic. Because I'm going to write. I'm going to write. I'm going to write from a level. Oh, man. You just inspire me. Your cadence is what and really and true man it, it, it encompasses what i what what i envision of a of a spoken word artist you got different forms of spoken word but your cadence is like is is really indicative to that traditional you know spoken word where every word matters every word is calculated every word is measured and um I just find that amazing about your cadence. It's something I said it from the very first time I ever heard you. You know that you reminded me of the uh, of the sister. I forget her name who was on Lupe's album, and um, she got a she got a similar type cadence, but it's so heartfelt. I just feel connected with the words. I don't care what you were saying. You could be saying knick knack patty whack, you know, and I and I would be connected. But uh, this piece right here, this piece right here, the sentiment of this piece, that the line you said, put a queen in check, that whole check scheme, spin her check, never check on her. Yo, that whole scheme was just bananas, was bananas. And um, I thought you were speaking from the perspective of you know that that queen you know you you got those sisters man that you see they're good sisters man that it's like you know it's universal a, a good man can can look out a good woman and can tell a good woman you know how she carry herself you know you know her values you know her modesty all of these things are taken into account and you can recognize a good queen you can recognize it but what's so heartbreaking when you see a low down dude violating a beautiful queen, man. A queen that hand don't call for that. You know, um, you said the brightest, his brightest light, the brightest light in his low life. The brightest light in his low life. 
I thought that was I thought that was just piercing. It was piercing. You know, uh, it's unfortunate, man. It's unfortunate that you you do have good sisters that get caught up, that get caught up with the wrong dude, whatever the case may be, whatever the situation is. Heavy got it hung up. You know, they get caught up and they get, you know, infatuated or whatever the case may be, mesmerized by this type of individual, and they do them dirty. They do them dirty. And you were speaking from that perspective. I thought this was a great poem. I thought uh, the sentiment of this poem was just right there on point. It, it just needed to be heard. This is something that, you know, a lot of our sisters can hear this and find that encouragement to say that, yo, I don't got to take this shit. I ain't got to deal with this. You know what I mean? Like, I really don't. And um, I, th I thought it was empowering. And uh, I thought you did a great job as always, man, as always. I'm a fan. I'll say that publicly. I am a fan of Edwina. I am a fan. And um, I really love what you do with the spoken word. And that's for real. That's on the up and up. That's from one artist to another. I really appreciate your artistry, Queen. Payne, what you thought about it? Thank you. Um, you know, you can tell. You can tell when somebody takes the time to master their craft. Um, it's the little things, the nuances that you can tell when somebody puts a little extra work. Uh, it was a line you said, you said, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but you said he was mean. I mean, it's little shit like that. That's different. It's different than what somebody else might have done with that line of their approach to that line. And it's, it's a subtle thing, but it's, it's, yeah. it's the subtle things that's a big deal to me when it comes to writing and especially in delivery and having a mastery of what you write is a craft within itself. And um, that's the first thing I want to address about the consistency I've seen. I haven't heard that much of your work. Um, I was fortunate enough to catch a feature of yours on YouTube and then I catch you on, in a couple of rooms on the app. and. Um, there's a consistency to your work and there's a level to your work that I, I want that that just shows that, you know, you're, you're attempting to or circumventing mastering this craft. And I appreciate that as a fan of the art. This poem in itself, though, man, um, it does tug at the emotion because, you know, you do hate to see these kind of things happen as Black alluded to. You know, good sisters ending up in these kind of situations. And I thought that in, in a very artistic and poetic way, you encapsulated that so epically that it was an enjoyable listen, even though the sentiment of the piece was tragic. Um, and that, too, there's an art to that. So I appreciate you, Adwina. Thank you for coming through here. And please don't be a stranger, man. You got a fan in me. Oh, no doubt. I appreciate y'all. It's... Can I say one thing real quick before y'all push me down to the girl? Most deaf, most deaf. You got carte blanche. You know black. You good. You good. <laughs> like your money's no good here. It's on me. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, now I was just going to say, like, a lot of stuff I've been writing lately is, like, I'm, like, writing through mm. life. Like, y'all, I'm sharing it with y'all poetically life experience right now and it's like it's coming in a place that's so emotional but i'm like 
this piece right here came from a conversation about like old couples and how a lot of times the women be completely miserable and removed, but we still together, you know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> so it came from that, but it's also the, the, the idea that you got to uphold a marriage on your own just because to say that you married and we ain't doing that no more. So my next book is called Circles for Squares, and that's what it's a lot about. All the shit you allow in your life that don't belong there mm. and how to get rid of it and working through that and cleaning up my own energy. So that's where everything is coming through. It's like mastering my craft and mastering the discipline of myself at the same time and sharing it for the next person that's going through the same thing. You got to believe in yourself before you believe in anything else is possible. That's facts. That's facts, yeah. man, and that, and and that's the revelation that uh, it feels so good when you when you finally realize that, you know, when you self worth, you know, mm -hmm. people put a lot of value in things, they put a lot of value in money, property, cars, materialistic things, you know, but neglect value in self, you know, and once you know your worth then you can really achieve your potential. You know, a lot of times we we, we just shortchange ourselves. You know, be, maybe be time, timing. You know, we want something right now, but maybe that time is not the right time for you. Maybe have to wait a little bit more, a little bit longer for that right person to come along. But that person is coming because your energy is drawing them to you. And, and we got to understand that, that that energy is real like minds think alike they feel alike you know and they will be attracted to one another but it's it's the it's the waiting process it's the you know the being patient and enduring through all of the bullshit that you're going to have to go through and women you know women men are different women are different than men you know men we're always on the pursuit we're always on the pursuit so men we are used to rejection we're used to it. You know what I'm saying? We've been getting rejected. We've been getting rejected since we was five years old, you know? And it becomes, <laughs> becomes immune to it. You feel me? So wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me push back on that a little bit. Is it that that rejection is because you've been trained to feel like you need to pursue things? Exactly. For reasons that don't really serve. So at the, at the center of it is like, like, what are you doing with your hands? If your hands is holding on to something that don't belong to you, they ain't open for everything that does. It don't take mm. time. It takes effort of opening up yourself to what's really yours and letting go of what don't belong. But that also take a crack in that ego because we all believe we are what we have and who we have. But we not. Mm. We realize that if you can't love you better than you loving yourself, get that, 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 that thing up out your way. Exactly. Exactly. Get it up out your life. And a lot of times we yeah. settle. When they ask people, when they ask people why they stay in abusive relationships, the number one answer that's given, the fear of starting over. The fear of starting over because we feel that, oh, this is the best I'm going to get. I've invested so much time in this and um, there's nothing out for me. But that self-worth, self-value, knowing it, the value of you, what you can produce, what you can attract. But um, it's, it's going to come to you. It's going to come to you. But yeah, man, this this piece was epic. This piece was epic on so many different levels. On so many different levels. It's open for a discussion, you know, but uh, great job, Queen. I appreciate that. And I'll be waiting to see what we're going to do about that 
collab about that. I'm really excited about it. Most deaf. And we're going to debut it on this show. (laughs) We'll debut it. (laughs) You know, it's going to be epic. Okay. Putting it out I'm going to get out the way and let somebody else get up here. Thank you guys for the mic and for the space and the feedback. I love y'all. Most definitely. We love you too, Queen. I, Payne, the the night is, that's, that's the official last person on the list. But yeah, I know you. The last person in the queue. That, that, that was the last person on the queue? Yes. Exactly. But I know you, though. Yeah, I know you. I know you. I know you. I know, you. I know how you it's do. True. I know how it's you do, man. You always stuff. got something up up under your sleeve. Always got stuff. something. So uh, what is it, man? Lay it on me, man. What we got, man? All right, let me say this first. Tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here, Broken Soul Sessions Room. We do a little show called How Many Mics. And tomorrow we will be doing a deep dive on Shaw Rock's album, The Sharecropper's Daughter. So mm. if y'all want to listen to that, come partake in the conversation of that, join us. We love to have y'all. It's going down tomorrow. That's going to be that's going to be a show tomorrow. Y'all don't want to miss that. Listen to that album and come up in the building tomorrow for that album. It's going to be crazy. I promise you that. So what you got, bro? Um, closing us out. Comp on the building. Comp on the building. Comp on the building. Who? Local movement. Ah, oh, let's go. The first lady of the compo. Let's bring on up to the stage to close us out for the night. Let's go. <laughs> We want to thank all of you guys for coming out. We want to thank all you guys for uh, for showing out, you know what I'm saying, and sharing your artistry. You know, uh, it's been a great night of poetry. This will be up on streaming everywhere on Monday. Monday should be everywhere. But uh, let's go. First Lady of the Compo, Miss Lyrical Movements. All right, well, peace, love, and light to the family. And uh, this is a soldier song. She stood there. Singing, singing, as they began to blindfold her. As the guns raised in the air, she stood there, ready to die, yet dying to live. Singing, singing, singing for her supper, singing for her soul, she stood there picking apart her face, every freckle, every trace of the features they robbed me from ever identifying. I waited for her as she became me, as I wrestled with all of the reasons I was not worthy, for all of the reasons I could not fly, for all the reasons I used to get high. Losing myself in duchess and ciphers with lifers who wanted a break, who needed a chance to dance. I use these metaphors a lot for the mere reason that I too have forgotten what it means to fly. I too have forgotten the air beneath my wings, the song beneath my soul. Sing for you. I sang to you. I about you until I sang through you. 
It was more mental than physical. You can't beat a dead horse and you can't fault an eagle for flying or an owl for relying on the tree when there is a downpour. I'm not dying. Well, I am under attack. Hand-to-hand -hand cognac. Bars for the contact. I'd refuse another escape. I need to deal with this meal on my plate. It could have been World War One, Two, or Three, but I knew it was the end of me. On that platoon, on that plateau, for the month of June, July, August, you almost had me. You almost had me, but I will remember you. Like I will remember this song. I am a soldier, but I was willing to put my AK down and sing you a love song, but you just couldn't hear me. And shit like that, shit like that, shit like that, shit like that. Down the Mongo, Mongo. What's up, world? It's your girl, Tamika Georgia Me Harper. Whenever I'm on Clubhouse, I'm looking for iron sharpens iron with my man, Poetic Black and Written in Pain. Or the story. I, I thought the story, I thought it was a good story. I just felt like it was parts of the story that lagged a little bit for me. Your cadence, man, it, it captivated me. Me, it's just the sincerity in the piece. You know, I could feel that. And the emotion is always going with me over when I can feel, when I can feel that it's real. So it was, it was one of those pieces that, you know, where you're, you're waking, you're waking people up, you know what I'm saying? Bringing awareness. It was an awareness poem. And I really dug it and I really dug the message behind it. Thank y'all very much. I really appreciate it. I appreciate the space. Are you ready to enter the dojo? Here, iron, shopping, iron.